0: The water from my hand, continue as you think I am. You just took my son toward your domain. You can't run it over again. another episode of the Dazzle Man's Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Connell. The Dazzle Man. It is November 11. It's 11-11, 2021. And it's cold, it's windy, and it's time for another episode. I think we're in episode 18 now. Um, No guest planned for today. You know, and, and I'm not going to give the, the crew grief uh, this week about not having a guest because I was... Going back and forth on having the podcast at all. Um, been a little stuffed up lately. Been busy lately with work and, and home and school like everybody has been, I know. Um, and just, I don't know. Not really a whole ton of good things to talk about from the man standpoint as far as football is concerned. Um, I was in Kansas City this past weekend. Beautiful weekend down there. I know it's beautiful up here in Sioux Falls too. Um, had some good memories of a couple of years ago when Birdie's Boys and two-point conversion and Little Giants and uh, Love Covenant and I all went down to see the Vikings play at Arrowhead. Um, it's a lot of good memories being down there again this weekend and watching my daughter play soccer. Uh, fortunately, along with that, along with the good memories, fortunately, I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the Iowa game. I didn't watch any of the Vikings game. Um, I checked on the score of the Northwestern game. Um, barely checked the score of my fantasy game until the end of the day on Sunday, and yeah, like I said, it wasn't wasn't a great weekend from a dazzle man's favorite football team standpoint. Um, starting with Northwestern, they lost fifty-five to forty-nine to Morningside um i I guess no defense was played at that game, but uh yeah, tough loss for northwestern It would be nice to to win that one and and kind of guarantee some home field advantage throughout the whole the whole playoffs um I'm sure they'll have to travel at least once during the playoffs if they if they continue to win in the playoffs that is and uh I'm sure one of those trips will include a trip to Sioux City and having to face morningside again so Um, hard fought game from what I could, from what I heard from my dad and and what I saw. Um, but yeah, Northwestern loses 55 to 49. The Hawkeyes on the other hand, they won 17 to 12 and you know, (laughs) Petrus was our, our boy Petrus who I love to talk about, you know, I don't like to talk about losing, but I like to talk about losers, I guess, and and Petrus is definitely one of those. Um, just from what I heard, he looked horrible in that first quarter of the game on on Saturday. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. To everybody's unbelief, they pulled him, and they put in uh, Alex Padilla. Um, and he promptly brought them to to two touchdown scoring drives. The next two drives scored two touchdowns. Like like it was nothing. Like is what it was supposed to be, right? I think they scored 17 points in the first half or maybe they scored a, a field goal right out right out of halftime, but uh they had 17 to 3 and then of course in typical Ferrence fashion, they they go into power down mode and don't do anything the rest of the game. You know, against a really bad Northwestern team. Um they decide just to pack it in and take the win. And unlike the Vikings, who, who also do that, by the way, they get ahead and it's like Zimmer goes into shutdown mode on the offense. Um, but unlike the Vikings, the, the Hawkeyes get away with it more than they do. And I don't know if it just justifies everything that Ference does or, or what. But it was a 17-12 victory for the Hawks. Um, but it was didn't it didn't feel great. And like I said, I didn't watch any of the games, so it's tough for me to even comment on it. Maybe, maybe it felt great for a lot of people besides that, but uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel great to me. And then the Vikings, like I said, I didn't I didn't watch I didn't watch a highlight of the Vikings game. So I have no idea what on with, what what went on with the Vikings. There's a kid at the soccer game on Sunday when I was about ready to leave back for Sioux Falls at told me the Vikings were ahead 14-3 to 3, and that's about as much information as I got on the Vikings. Um, I saw some texts from the Love Covenant and from Bird's Bunch on Sunday and I knew it was in pretty bad shape when I can't remember which one of them texted but they said uh, the Vikings were ahead in the fourth quarter and there's about a 10% chance that they're going to win and I'm like oh here we go again. So, And he was right. There's about a 10% chance and yeah, from everything I hear, you know, I I heard uh, Harrison Smith got COVID, which I I won't get into the vaccinated and unvaccinated thing here today, but I'm like it would have been prevented, I think if he would have been vaccinated and and you can argue with me on that or not, but I think he could have played if he would have been vaccinated. I I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But whatever stance he took with that was just it just hurt the team, you know. And now there's two or three other guys on the team dealing with COVID, and I'm sure Kirk's gonna get it here any minute. So we'll get to deal with, and and Kirk will get COVID, and then they'll the Vikings will be too stupid to try out Kellen Mond, and so they'll put in Sean Mannion, who will do nothing for however many games Kirk is out for, and this season's an absolute just train wreck for the Vikings and i don't see any signs of getting out of this rut so um very disappointed about the vikings and you can sit here and tell me all day that they should be 7 and 1 or 8 and 0 or 6 and 2 or this or that and the other thing that's bull crap you know they they should be they honestly they should be 1 and 7 they should be a game ahead of the lions or actually they should be tied with the lions because at 1 and 7 that means they would have lost that game to the lions that they should have lost so, or one and eight. Um, so you can sit and argue about this and that and the other thing all you want, but the only thing I, the only, the only victory that can really happen this season in my mind is Zimmer gets fired and Spielman gets fired. Not just Zimmer, but Spielman too. This team is an absolute train wreck of a team. They've got no depth. They've got just a bunch of guys who are just, I don't know, just, just not gonna do it. Let me put it that way. A bunch of guys who are just not gonna do it, and so the Vikings have got to. I mean, they they can't continue to be in this purgatory for another ten years with Spielman. They they gotta. I, maybe maybe he's a good GM. Maybe he's a Zimmer is a good coach, but uh, it's not gonna happen with Minnesota. So it's time for them to move on and and just figure out if they can if they can switch us around with somebody else. But I'm not going to be living long enough here to to mess around. You know, every year that goes by is just another year of – man, it's, it's been 44 years, and they have, they've never made a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Never made a Super Bowl. And I've seen them play in one, two, three, four, five NFC championship games. In 44 years? I mean, that's just... Just embarrassing. I mean, eventually... The Seahawks eventually won it. I mean, the Falcons made it to a Super Bowl. You know, the Chargers have made it to a Super Bowl. You know, back in... Back when... uh, Sorry about that. My furnace turned on. I guess it's that cold outside now. Um... You know, the Chargers have made a Super Bowl. Did, did I say the Falcons? I said the Falcons. The Panthers have made at least one Super Bowl. Um, just all these, like, jeez. The Buccaneers have won two Super Bowls. The Buccaneers. I think that team started when I was born. And then they lost for 20 years, like, pretty much every game that they played. And they figured it out. You know the Ravens, they've been around for what, twenty one years, and they've won two Super Bowls. I mean, it's just I don't know. Whatever I. They they've got to change, and and it's got to. They gotta, they gotta get really bad too. I mean, they gotta get bad enough where they can actually. Start over. Because this team is just. It's going nowhere, and you can tell. You can tell yourself whatever story you want that it's not, but it is. And now, and now, Thielen's getting old, Cousins is getting old, Kendrick's is getting old, Harrison Smith is old, Patrick Peterson's old, Daniil Hunter can't stay on the field. I mean, so so the core of your team. Is is past their prime either to their prime or way past their prime. I think you've got Justin Jefferson. I think you got Dalvin Cook, I guess if he's not in jail. I think you have Derisaw. Brian O'Neill question mark. Um and who else do you have? Who do you have defensively that's worth anything that's not old? Anything. DJ Wanham? Camp Dantzler? He's not worth the crap. You've got nobody. And how can you draft defense for like 80 years in a row and have and, and also be old on defense and have nobody to, to show for it. That's bad drafting. That's bad team management. You know you wanna talk about the difference between the Packers and the Vikings, I mean and how much grief that the Packers GM has gotten for for drafting the way he's drafted. But I mean, I would take Savage I would take Jair Alexander. I would take Stokes. I would take Kenny Clark. I would take his offensive line. This whole offensive line. Aaron Jones. I mean. Yeah, it's Spielman's got to go, and if anybody wants to, to say that Spielman doesn't have to go and that he's not the problem then they're wrong. He is definitely just as much a part of the problem as Zimmer is. All right. I'm I'm crabby. I'm I'm done talking about the Vikings. Let's let's, get, let's make myself a little bit crabbier and let's talk about fantasy football. Um fantasy football I continue to lose in fantasy football to the Dazzleman squad, and I know it's just not about the Dazzleman, so let's go through the scores. I think I lost this week to keepers 81.5 to 78. Great game by both both teams. Everybody showed up for us. No, I'm being very sarcastic. Man, I'm really in a bad mood today, aren't I? Just get me talking about the Vikings and how disappointing they are. No, man, I just I go to pot. So, looking at my squad, I I got eleven points from Derek Carr. Thanks, Derek Carr. Eleven points. Way to way to battle with Mahomes, who got twelve points for keepers. Ezekiel ten points. Josh Jacobs ten points. Keenan Allen had twelve catches, one hundred and four yards, and zero touchdowns for me. Thank you, Keenan Allen. Um. The Rams gave up 28 points to the Titans, and Van Jefferson played all 32 snaps in the first half against Tennessee in that game. Uh, My flex, or my second wide receiver, actually, Van Jefferson, played all 32 snaps, had seven targets and zero catches and zero yards. Thank you, Van Jefferson. Ended the game with three catches for 41 yards. Like I said, keepers didn't do much better, but his team was was garbage anyway. He had Camaro with 18. Diggs had 11 points. T. Higgins, some A. O. Bonham, played tight end for him. Almost outscored Kyle Pitts on my team. And then, yeah, the Steelers D. Gave up a bunch of points, but still scored seven points. So congratulations keepers for being my dazzle man squad moving to five and four and it lone, the lone man in first place in the black division. And my squad moves to three and six and is at the bottom of the whole thing. If I have to wear that stupid t-shirt again for the draft, I'm going to be pissed too. I'm not going to do it. All right, moving on saved by Odell. How does, how does saved by Odell win? He won 121 over 105.5 over the massacre. Both teams are now at four and five. This is how saved by Odell won. 36 points from Justin Herbert. 24.5 points from Joe Mixon. 16 points from Melvin Gordon. And 18 points from George Kittle. Good job. That's uh, much better scores there from Odell. He needed that. 35 points from uh, Jonathan Taylor on, on Thursday night for Odell. Uh 16 and a half from Marquise Brown, 14.5 from Michael Pittman, and not much else from anybody else for the Massacre. So saved by Odell moves to one wins that one 121 to 105.5. Both teams at 4 and 5. Uh, another great game that would was who is is it mean you're looking for? Beat a uh, two point conversion 90.5 to 86.5. Uh am I reading this right? Zero points from Greg Zerlein. Minus five points for the Bengals defense for Tim. But all is well because he had Lamar Jackson playing against the Vikings, who had 37 points, and Nick Chubb had 31 points. So those sixty-eight points from two guys helps when you score ninety points and you get sixty-eight from two guys, I'd say that was uh well he had eighty from three guys because Waller had twelve point five. Man, how did two-point conversion lose that one? Uh, I'll tell you how. Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols, the big pickup of the week, 4.5 points. A.J. Brown, 6.5 points. Jarvis Landry, 2.5 points. And this is with his defense. The Patriots defense got 20 points for him. So uh, both uh, Tim, or Hulu moves to 5-4. and four. Two-point conversion moves to 4-5. and five. Uh, the next score up was Burt's Bunch beat Love Covenant ninety two to sixty two. Just some horrendous scores this week all around. Love Covenant had five points from Tyreek Hill, nine points from Josh Allen. Burt's Bunch had zero points from Chase Edmonds, but he got twenty seven from Kirk, seventeen from Cordero Patterson, who's been a he's been huge. How is he still listed as as a running back? Sixteen and a half from Justin Jefferson. And everybody else is just fairly solid. So a good one for Burt's Bunch. He moves to four and five. Love Covenant moves down to five and four. Uh, next score up is Birdie's boys beat Bel Grande, 82 to 78.5. Not too much different than the, the score um, from Keepers and I. Looks like Birdie's boys set his, his defense on Monday night. Um, he also had James Conner on the bench with 37.5 points. You know what, Burgie? I don't care that you're seven and two. You get bonehead of the week for sitting James Conner with 37 and a half points on your bench. So congratulations. Um Dak Prescott with 22, Cooper Cup with 14 and a half. Uh, Santama, on the other hand, he got 12 from McCaffrey, 12 from Jalen Waddell, 14 from Stafford, but uh just kind of a, a disappointing game there from from Santama. He moves down to four and five while Burgie's boys moves to seven and two. But Bergie's boys gets bonehead of the week. So there you go. Uh, the last matchup of the week, Supertramp beat up on Lucky Lukey, 121.5 to 99. Uh, Lucky Lukey got 29 out of Carson Wentz on, on Thursday night, which was a good score. But he didn't get much of anything from anybody else. 14.5 from Kelsey. Champ, um, meanwhile, he started Jordan Love. Oh, wow, that's pretty impressive. To win with Jordan Love. That might be the only time Jordan Love wins in his career. Uh, Devontae Smith, 20 and a half points for Super 18.5 18 and a half for Pete Pat Fryermuth, the tight end from uh, Seattle or Steelers, and 17 points from the Dolphins D. So big win there for Super Tramp. He moves to four and five, and Lucky Lucky moves to five and four. Looking at the uh, the matchups for for this week, the week of eleven, eleven. What have we got going on here? Let's start with uh, my Dazzman Squad versus Lucky Lukey. I will just tell you right off the hand. I'm going to lose this game. I'm sure Lucky will score one hundred and sixty. Um. Right now, this is projected for the highest points in the league. He's Lucky's projected to win one twenty to one nineteen. Uh, with Tom Brady. Mike Williams going against the Vikings. Kelsey, I think uh, Lucky Lukey's got more than enough to beat my squad. I don't even know who I'm playing, but I do get Russell Wilson back this week. I haven't decided if I'm going to start him or not. I might start my boy Derek Carr, who got me 11 points last week against Kansas City. Um, so I'm still deciding on that, but I got Lucky winning this one. Game number two, Love Covenant versus the Mosquer. This is a good game. Uh, right now, this is projected for a high score as well 123 in favor and 1 to 117 in favor of the Love Covenant. Uh, Josh Allen projected for big points playing at the Jets. Leonard Fournette, Eli Mitchell, Tyree Kill, Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf. Meanwhile, the moscow got Austin Eckler, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, Daryl Henderson, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers. I got the Moscow winning this one, even though the Love Covenant's projected to win. I think the Moscow gets the win in this one in a close matchup between these two, moving them both to five and five, by the way. Uh, Burt's bunch versus little giants right now. The little giants are projected to win by a a little bit more 108 to 100. Um, Looking at the rosters, you know, I've heard Camara's kind of iffy for this week, Mahomes, man, he's just been kind of down this year, but uh, he's going against Kirk cousins for the bunch. So I'm sure that'll be end up in the little giants favor. Uh, I've got this one ending in a tie. Burt's bunch of the Little Giants, I think it's going to end up in a tie. Mahomes and Cousins both get seven points for the week. And everybody else gets, I think it's going to be like a 82, 82 or 83 points apiece. And I think it ends up in a tie. And the Little Giants will hold on to first place after this week. Two-point conversion saved by Odell. Right now, Tua is the, the big favorite, 114 to 82. Uh, Joe Mixon's on a bye week for Odell, so he hasn't moved him out of his lineup. I don't quite know who he's going to put in his place. Maybe uh, Kenny Drake. Um, but even with Kenny Drake in the lineup, you know, he's, he, he gets Justin Herbert against the Vikings, so that'll be big. I'm sure Devontae Adams will eat up the Seahawks, too, and that'll be big. And George Kittle's been a, a nice boost, you know, last week for uh, Odell. So I think. Uh, Odell will put up some points, but I'd like two point conversion in this one. You got Najee Harris going against the Lions. Ryan Tannehill at New Orleans. DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, James Robinson's back this week. I got two point conversion winning this one. Fifth matchup of the week, we got Burgess Boys versus Salouz and me you're looking for. Uh, Burgess Boys right now is projected to win one twenty two to one oh one. Um he does have James Conner in his lineup. That's what getting bonehead of the week will get you. So James Conner is in his lineup. Oh, the Giants are on a bye week, so he doesn't have his Giants running backs in. But with Dak going against Atlanta, DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup has been a beast, Mark Andrews, I expect Burgess boys will move to 8-2. and two. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a game. He plays tonight against Miami. Um, that will be big to see how he does. But uh, with Mike Davis, Chris Carson, Mike, Mark Ingram, um, Hulu is really going through some running back issues right now. Oh, he's got Nick Chubb on a buy, Or Nick Chubb's on the on his bench. Or Nick Chubb's not playing? Oh, he's in COVID protocol. No. That really hurts uh, Hulu's chances. I've got Birdies boys winning in the landslide on that one. Um. Last matchup of the week, we got Super Champ versus Bel Grande. Two, four, and five teams. Right now, Belgrande is favored to win. You know, I, I like Stafford. I like McCaffrey. C.D. Lance going against Atlanta. You know, Lockett, he's got Russell Wilson coming back. That'll help. Uh, the Buccaneers defense is playing the Washington team. Um, but, you know, I look at I look at Super Champ's team, and I, I see Kyler Murray. Hopefully he'll be back this week. Dalvin Cook, hope, hopefully he'll play. Aaron Jones. Devontae Smith had a good game last week. Hunter Renfro will be getting a lot of targets now that Ruggs is gone. Uh, Friar has been a good tight end. I think, uh, think Bel Grande's losing streak continues this week. I think Tramp gets a win, even though he's projected to lose. I think Supertramp wins at a close one in this very tightly contested matchup. Looking through the standings um, in the... Red Division: We've got Bergie's Boys at the top. He's at the top of the whole deal, at seven and two. Followed by the Love Covenant, Lucky Lukey, the losing Me mean, you're looking for at five and four. The Mosquers at four and five, and I rounded out at three and six. In the other division, uh, the Little Giants lead the lead that division at five and four, while Grande, two point conversions saved by Odell Bird's Bunch, and Supertramp, are all at four and five. So. Yeah, everybody's still in it, obviously. that's i got to tell myself that more than anybody, guys. Um, looking at the power rankings, I've got Bergey's Boys at the top of the power rankings followed by the Love Covenant. And then, uh, man, I think the massacre has got the third best team in the league, and he's four and five. So i got Bergey's Boys, Love Covenant, the Massacre, Little Giants at four, Bel Grande at five, Lucky Lukey at 6, Who a Me you're Looking For at 7, 2-point conversion at 8, Saved by Odell at 9, Burt's Bunch at 9, Saved by Odell at 10, Super Tramp at 11, and The Dazzle Man at 12. So that's what we got going for this week. Um, as far as what I've been watching, let's get into that. I played the Yellowstone music before, but uh, I'm playing it now. If I, I'm playing it again, if I haven't before, um, Yellowstone premiere came out this weekend on Sunday. Davey and I finally watched it yesterday. We watched uh, what the two episodes of it. It was awesome. Uh, if you haven't watched Yellowstone, I think I think I've said it before on the podcast. But if you haven't watched Yellowstone, watch it. Make sure your kids aren't around, but um, watch it with your wife. And just enjoy the gift of Yellowstone. So I won't spoil anything for that, but that's, uh, yeah, Davey and I got to actually sit down and watch that last night, which was kind of nice. The girls were at gyms, and I think uh, Austin was at youth group, so um, got to sit down and watch that. Austin and I have moved on to Fear the Walking Dead now. I've been kind of enjoying that a second time around. Uh, first time around for Austin, but second time around for for myself. So that's been kind of fun to watch on my own. I'm still kind of looking for something on to watch on my own. I I tell you what, by the time eleven o'clock rolls around and I take the dog out for one last time, it's I'm I'm done. So, I've been watching too much on my own. Uh, Foundation on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if I mentioned that before. We're also getting through Ted Lasso Season 2. We haven't gotten through that yet. And then uh, what we do in the shadows, it's an FX show. It's kind of a, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of in the same format as like The Office or uh, Parks and Rec, but with vampires. So it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I know it sounds dumb, but it's kind of funny. Um, so I've been watching watching those things a little bit. I'm trying to think. I, th- I thought I saw a movie this past weekend, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I Yeah, I haven't seen much of anything, like I said, but um, that's what I've been watching here lately. I will tell you, you know, as crabby as I am right now, um, I'm heading down to Iowa City with the Little Giants and couple other guys tomorrow. We're going to watch the Iowa basketball game play. I think that Iowa plays Kansas City tomorrow night. And then we're going to watch the Hawkeyes play the Gophers on Saturday afternoon. Very excited about that. Uh, very excited to get away and go back down to the motherland and uh, take in some Hawkeye sports this weekend. So I'll have some more updates with that next week. I'll try to get somebody on. Uh, I'll try a little harder, I'll let me say, to, to get somebody on next week as well. Um... I hope I didn't get anybody too upset or too down with my uh, with my talk this week. And hopefully you can get through my, my stuffiness, I guess, with uh, the cold I'm kind of going through right now as well. Um, I hope you all have a good weekend. Hope it's relaxing. Hope you get some time with the family, friends. And uh, we will talk to you all again next week. Skull Vikings, even though they suck. See ya.